Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. And I want to honor all the moms in this house. We wouldn't be who we are without you. Um, and even even though we celebrate, you know, moms on this day, uh, it, it, it bears um, saying that we, we also celebrate just womanhood in general. When Adam named his wife, he called her Eve, the Bible says. And Eve means the mother of all the living. But it was actually before she had bore Cain or Abel. And so Adam called her mother before she had actually mothered her own biological children. There's something nurturing and life-giving in every woman. So we want to just honor all of the moms here today. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. And I know that um, for some, you know, even though this is a day of celebration, um, it can be a hard day also, um, even for our family. Uh, Katie's grandma actually passed away just a couple days ago. And so for us, it's the first Mother's Day without uh, Ganga, who lived to be 95 years old, lived an amazing life. And so I know that for some of us, it's a day where we celebrate, but also maybe we lament. Maybe you're a, a woman in here who has dreams of being a mom and it hasn't quite happened yet. Maybe this is your first Mother's Day without your mom. Maybe you're a mother in here who has a strained relationship with your kids and this day can remind you of some of that, but we just want you to know that God loves you. The Bible says in Psalm 34 that he is near the brokenhearted and he rescues though those who are crushed in spirit. And we want you to know that today we're going to celebrate you. We're going to make you feel so loved, cherished, honored, seen. So one more time, can we give it up for every mom in Awakened Church and in the spirit of Mother's Day and just because I got back from Italy, the title of my message is Mamma Mia. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, Donnie Brasco, the uh, mobster movie with Johnny Depp and Al um, Pacino. I haven't because it's rated R and I'm a pastor, but maybe some of you have. And uh, there's a scene in there where they're talking about this mobster term where they say, forget about it. And they're trying to explain how you use the term forget about it. It's like, you know, Chad, you know, if you, you see a pretty girl, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, look at her. She's amazing. Oh, yeah, forget about it. And if you disagree with something, you know, then you say, ah, oh, no, forget about it. Mamma Mia is like that in Italy. It just means everything, anything. If you want to agree with someone, you say, oh, yeah, this pasta is so great, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mamma mia. You just say it for everything. It just means everything. You'd hear mamma mia left and right on the street. So the title of this message is mamma mia. And I want to um, celebrate the moms of this house by looking at um, a special mom in the Bible. One of the things I love about Awaken Church, I love about our church, is that we celebrate the fact that we as human beings are made in the image of God. Every single one of us carries what the Bible calls the imago Dei, the image of God. We as a church also celebrate that men are different than women, which wouldn't seem to be that profound, but turns out in this day and age really is quite profound. We celebrate that moms make terrible dads. We celebrate that dads make terrible moms. One time, 
Um, Katie was away. Uh, this was before we had Leon, so we just had Zeke and Everly, and she was away on a trip. And so, you know, I was like, I'm going to be mom and dad for the weekend, and I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be super awesome dad, and I'm going to take my kids to Play City, which is just right there across the way. And uh, so we're there at Play City, and um, Everly was little bitty, and Zeke was probably two and a half, maybe three years old. And um, at Play City, Everly has a massive blowout in the diaper, okay? It's everywhere, like, anyway, I, I won't describe it to you in detail, but it was gnarly, okay? And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, seriously, okay? So I'm like, Zeke, you come with me. We're going into a public restroom. You don't touch anything. Your eyes stay right here. I gotta deal with your sister. So we go into the bathroom. I get the changing table, and I'm just trying to deal with Everly and kind of watching him, and I mean, it's just a disaster. And so I'm just like, Lord, give me the strength, give me the strength, and so I'm trying to clean her up. No lie, I turn around, and my three-year-old son is holding in both of his hands a urinal cake. And he goes, Daddy, what is this? And I'm like, God, drop it. Put it down right now. Stop. And then I'm trying to deal with her so she doesn't roll off the thing. My son is just now has pee from like 30 people all over his hands. <sighs> and I was like, Katie, you can never leave me ever, ever again. <laughs> but it's just crazy how moms can, they just have a grace for dealing with those kinds of situations that us dads just don't have. And we celebrate moms in this house. And we celebrate that moms are different than dads, that we need the voice of both the fathers and the mothers in this house. So I wanna look at a very special mom, and her name is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I wanna look at a couple of um, attributes of Mary and the way that she mothered Jesus as a way of celebrating the awakened mamas. And there's, there's something about the mothers of awakened church that do things a little different and wanna just honor every awakened mother. And it was pretty crazy, it was pretty crazy being in, um, in both Israel and Italy and, and just seeing um, the way that the Roman Catholic Church has portrayed Mary as this elevated figure, always more powerful. Every, every image you would see of Jesus, he was either a little helpless baby or helpless and lifeless on the cross. You never saw him teaching with authority. You never saw him performing any miracles. You never see him as the warrior king. You just saw him weak and decrepit, but always saw Mary with this massive halo standing above everything at the top of every monument. And I just thought, how sad. Mary, that the Bible says, was lowly in heart and said, I am your maidservant. I, will, I, I serve at your bidding. And how the, the real Mary must be grieved to see the way that she's been elevated above God. And, and, um, and I wanna look at the, the servant heart of Mary and look at the way that she mothered Jesus and celebrate all of the awakened moms in the house. So come with me in your Bible to Luke chapter two. We're gonna read um, a uh, little, little passage here that I love because this is after Jesus has been born and um, there's a, a, a period of the beginning of his life where um, they had to go through a few, uh, you know, sort of rituals to prepare him to be presented to the church. And so Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the church to consecrate him. You know, here at Awaken Church, we do baby dedication. And in the same way, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to be dedicated at the temple before God. And so point number one, 
one, one of the things I love about the way that Mary Mother Jesus, and one of the things I love the most about Awakened Mamas, point number one, is that we are committed to the house. Committed to the house. I want to read this, Luke 2, verses 22 through 35. Now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him, him being Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Messiah for all of Israel. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents, this being Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, being Simeon, took him up in his arms and bless God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother, Mary, marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And I love this because Mary and Joseph made the decision that we're going to raise our son in and around and focused on the house of God. And I love that when they do, when they, when they make that decision to bring their child into the house of God, that God has set aside some other church congregant, just some other parishioner at the church that he had spoken to, and that man prophesies about Jesus. And the Bible says that Mary and Joseph marveled at the things that this man said. And it's such a beautiful picture of the way that the church works. When you make a commitment to raise your kids in the house of the Lord, God puts other people in your child's life to prophesy over them, to encourage them, to minister to them. It actually lightens the load of the parent. And the Bible says that Mary and Joseph were encouraged because of the word that Simeon said. So they were filled up by the house of God because they made the decision to consecrate Jesus in the house of the Lord. How amazing is that? It's beautiful. And, and like that's our experience. You know, we, when we bring our kids to Awaken Church, to the Eastlake campus of Awaken Church, we know that our kids are safe. We just let them run around here. We don't, we don't really pay much attention at all because we know that there's Hundreds and hundreds of people looking out for our kids in the same way that there's hundreds of people looking out for your kids. When they're running around, when they're in kids' church, right now your kids in kids' church are being cared after by some of the greatest people in all of our church. They're being taught how to pray. They're being taught how to minister. Um, the craziest thing, the, the other day, um, Everly it was um, roller skating. We got roller skates. It's a big, big crazy thing right now. They get padded up with elbow pads, elbow guards, helmets and knee pads. It's pretty crazy. I'm surprised. It's like, it's like David in Saul's armor almost. And, um, and our, their cousins were in town. So Katie's sister's kids and, um, you know, they're young. And so they're having a hard time falling down a good bit. And Everly said to her cousin and Katie overheard it. Hey, 
let's use the power of our words and just say that we're not going to fall. Because if we say we're not going to fall, then we won't fall. And my five-year-old daughter has learned the power of leveraging her words to declare things, even about not falling on roller skates. And that's because of being raised in this house. We trust this church with our kids so much, so much so that in Israel, we had Leon, our seven-month-old, and you know, it was like, it had been, I think we'd probably been there five or six days, and, and again, we had the greatest time, but it was a little bit like every morning we'd have to wake up and plan on having everything we needed for a seven-month-old baby for like 11 straight hours of touring all over the place, being on buses, so Katie was amazing, and packing up every little thing and having bottles and diapers and changes of clothes and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, there was one night where we got invited out to dinner with some folks, and it was like, gosh, it would be really great to not have the baby. <laughs> but we would be terrible people if we ask somebody who's on their Israel vacation to babysit our baby. We can't do that. So like, gosh, what do we do? And then beautiful Candy Cervantes, Alex Cervantes, Dulce Cervantes said, hey, you know what? We'll take him. No big deal. We would love to have him. And so then they went out to dinner with, I think, Nancy and Joe Rojas and Chito and Nashla Renteria and just took our seven-month-old baby out into a foreign land to some random restaurant. And I was like, Katie, are we bad parents? Are we bad parents? We just, but we were just like, no. We, like, that's the kind of church we have that we feel so safe sending our precious children out into downtown Jerusalem to go eat. And so while we're out eating, I got a photo snapped of little Leon. I think they have the photo that I want you guys to see. So that was uh, Leon there with um, the East Lake crew and just trying to blend in. You know, his complexion, complexion stands out a little bit, so we thought maybe the headgear would, anyway. But that's the kind of church that we have. And I love that when you commit to bringing your kids into the house of the Lord, you get like hundreds and hundreds of tios and tias to look after your kiddos. And Mary knew that and brought Jesus to the house of God, consecrated him to the house of God. And then in, in Luke 2, 41, um, you guys probably know the story about they bring Jesus back to Jerusalem for the Passover. He's 12 years old. And so they're traveling with a bunch of, of people, of friends, of uh, family members. And, uh, and then they're like, cool, time to go home. Passover was awesome. They leave. And then they get a day down the road and realize, hey, where's Jesus? Realize that he's not there. And I imagine at that moment, God being like, hey guys, God here, just wanting to check in, just see how my precious, beloved son is doing. Are things going well, things fine? And Mary and Joseph just being like, oh Lord, like this is not good, not good. So they panic, go back to Jerusalem, find him in the temple at 12 years old. And it was so astonishing because we stood on the, what they call the teaching steps of the temple where Jesus would have stood and taught. And I think about, I think River's like 12 or 13 years old. And I think about like River Contreras standing on the teaching steps of the temple, thundering away and people being amazed at his teaching. Mary and Joseph committed to raising their kids in the house of the Lord. And every awakened mama, it's one of the things I love the most about the mothers of awakened churches, you guys understand the value 
of raising your kids in the house of the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Point number two. Actually, I want to take a second um, and talk to um, all the single mamas for a second. Um, Because I know that, you know, as I'm saying all these things, maybe for you, you're like, hey, that sounds great. But I don't have a choice. I have to be dad. I have to be mom and dad. And I want to just say just personally that we honor every single mom in this house and the, the mantle that you have had to carry um, in some ways unfairly. You're not meant to be a dad. But what I want to encourage you with is it's one of the reasons why you leverage the church because there are dozens and dozens and dozens of father figures here in this house that will take your little boy, your little girl under their wing, that will be a dad for them. And we've just seen it with so many single moms in this house that, that you know, uh, have little boys that go to Emerge, that go to Emerge Junior with, with father figures that aren't their, necessarily their biological fathers. And it's such a beautiful thing. <coughs> Excuse me, still getting over the Israel dry, arid climate. But I um, want to just um, encourage you single mamas to, to bring your kids into the house of the Lord. Let the men of this house be the father figure that your men need, that your um, children need. Amen. Point number two is treasured in her heart. One of the things that's so beautiful that the Bible says about Mary and that I love about Awaken Mamas is that they treasure their kids in their heart. And the Bible says in um, Luke 2, after the, the shepherds come and follow the star of Bethlehem and they find Jesus in the manger, they worship, they, they speak um, highly of him. And then it says that Mary treasured these things in her heart. It actually says it several different times about different uh, moments in the life of Jesus that Mary treasured these things in her heart. And have you ever heard the expression, you have a face that only a mother could love? There's something about moms that they just see none of the imperfections in their kids and only the good things. And it's like never more true than in like the arts and crafts. You know, we're in the stage where our kids are constantly coloring and drawing stuff and literally every piece of paper that they generate, Katie is just like, in love with. And I'm like, you know, the E is backwards. The letters aren't spaced really very well. It's, you know, that's, and Katie, want, like if, if Katie had her way, our, ho- our house wallpaper would just be, you know, pieces of paper that my kids have colored on. And because she treasures everything that our kids do in a way, and listen, I'm not heartless. I I think it's cute and all that, but but women treasure these things in a way that men just don't. And it's actually a very, very important thing because it shows us the heart of God. You have to understand, again, we, we were all, both men and women, made in the image of God. And even though we call God he, because God is a boy's name, obviously, God 
has feminine characteristics. He is nurturing. He is compassionate. He is life-giving. And that's why we need moms and femininity to show us this side of the character and nature of God. Men exhibit the strength and the leadership and the warrior spirit of God, but we need the ladies to show how God cherishes us. And that's why it's such a beautiful and important thing that mothers treasure their kids. And I love how, you know, like, I think it's easy for us to get um, wrapped up in, in just seeing God as, as God the Father, who's the, the driver. And, and listen, I'm a father to three kids, and I promise you there is nobody on earth harder on my kids than me. Nobody. And like when my son Zeke, who's six, almost seven years old, when somebody says, hey, Zeke, how you doing? And he kind of like, you know, sheepishly, sheepishly looks away. I'm like, hey, you will look that person in the eye and you will say hello. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. I don't do that. But you know, then they'll, they'll say, hey, oh, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. Like you're going to learn like when some, and that's my job as the father is to, to teach and to, to lead with strength. But I think it's easy for us to only view God as God the Father, that he's the driver, he's the disciplinarian, that he's, you know, sort of wanting us to, to, to win, and, and we, we can lose sight of the fact that God also treasures us, that he laughs, that, you know, like when, you're, when your kids just like, it's so cute when they mispronounce words, and you just like, you're just enamored with, with them trying to pronounce these things. It's not like you're like, what the heck, you know, Everly? How come you can't say your R's? What's wrong with you? You know, it's cute. It's adorable. And, and the mothers help us see those things. When, when your little baby is learning how to walk and they look like a baby giraffe and they can only make it a couple steps and they fall over, you don't snap at them for being a failure at walking. It's adorable. And we need the mamas because they remind us to treasure those things in our kids. And it reminds us that God treasures you. That he's not mad at every little thing that you don't do right. He is obsessed with you learning. God delights in you learning. God delights in you figuring it out. He doesn't expect you to have every single, I mean, how crazy would it be if the expectation was, you know, at one year old, Leon's gonna just stand up and just be like, and walk perfectly. I, as his father, expect him to not get it right. And I'm not gonna be mad at him for not getting it right. I'm gonna love the journey of watching him learn how to walk. Mary treasured Jesus. And I love awakened mamas because we treasure our kids. I say we, like I'm an awakened mama. Start over. That you all, awakened mamas, treasure your kids. It teaches us about the nature and character of God. It is so important. And I love, you know, um, motherhood, I have observed, don't know from experience, is um, at times um, can be a thankless job. And I know that there's a million thank yous just in the, the, 
the cuddles of your kids and, and just, you know, getting to, to watch your kids grow and develop. But a lot of times it's, you know, you just get thrown up on and peed on and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, your kids aren't like, hey, thank you so much for cleaning up my bed when I peed it last night. That really meant so much to me and showed me so much about who you are and the integrity you have as a mother. That doesn't really happen. They're just like, expect you to clean up the pee and move on to the next thing. And so I know that at times it can be, um, it can be a thankless job and a difficult job, a job that um, never stops, never sleeps. But I want to honor the women of Awakened Church because you guys do it with such joy. And I think it's important that we, um, not we, gosh, I got to stop that, that you all as mothers continue to show that being a mom is filled with joy. And I wanna, again, honor you, babe, because you do it better than anybody I've ever seen. That even though, you know, you're, you're up at night and, and all the things, that you bring so much joy to being a mom. And I think that is so important. So thank you, Awaken Mamas, for treasuring your kids because it shows us so much about the nature and character of God. And lastly, point number three is more than just a mom. And I want to read um, in Acts chapter 1, and I think this is um, incredibly profound. You, you need to understand kind of, you know, where this is in the, in the narrative of Jesus' life. So Jesus has grown up. Mary has raised him from, from a little boy. You know, when he was 30 years old was when he was baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. Katie and I got to be baptized in the Jordan River, which was crazy. And then Jesus comes up, um, you know, the, the heavens open, the Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove. And that was the start of his earthly ministry. He ministers for three years um, in and around the Sea of Galilee, going down to Jerusalem. And then he is uh, crucified, dies, is raised again to life and hangs out with um, the disciples and others for 40 days before he ascends into heaven. And that's where we are in Acts chapter one. And he says, hey, I've got to go, but I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit, your helper. He's going to fill you with power and you're going to be my witnesses, blah, 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 blah. So in Acts 1, 12 through 14, it says this, then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet or the Mount of Olives. I've been there, just saying, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And I just think, how amazing is it that long after her mothering of Jesus was done, she was in the upper room, committed to the mission, praying. The Holy Spirit, when, when, when Pentecost happened, Mary would have been filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other languages, committed to the mission, committed to the growth of the church long after her mothering was done. And I need to tread very lightly here because I feel like in general, the women's empowerment movement is a disaster. In general, in general. But I do notice um, a little bit of a double standard um, in the way that we view fathers and mothers. And I'll give you kind of maybe some, some silly examples. You know, there's terms like 
mompreneurs, mommypreneurs, okay? There's terms like working mom. You would never hear the term dadpreneur. Like nobody would ever say of me that I'm a working dad. It's just assumed that you are able to be both a father and work. But there's a little bit more tension when, when it's a mom, when it's a woman. And we have to sort of, you know, uh, have these terms like mommypreneur and, and working mom. And I think it's important. And one of the things I love the most about awakened moms is that you live life as more than just a mom. And I'll tell you why it's important. I'm not talking about necessarily having a career that where you're you know, earning money or whatever. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about living a life that's bigger than just your children. If everything you are, everything you do, um, your entire identity is wrapped up in raising your kids, what does that communicate to your kids? That life is about them. And it's not, it's not. And if your kids grow up thinking that they're gonna have a love slave every minute of their day that is solely focused on their needs, no matter where they go, they're gonna be attended, they're gonna have a hard time in life because that is not the world we live in. And so it's so important that the mamas of this house live a life bigger than just being a mom. And again, maybe that's a career, maybe it's serving the house of the Lord. And it's one of the things that I love, again, about my beautiful wife is that somehow, I saw a movie sometime, I can't remember where the quote came from, but in the movie they, they said about one of the characters, she makes living look easy. And I love that because you make living look easy. Somehow you juggle me, which is hard enough, three young kids, um, you know, pastoring a church, being a leader, discipling, ministering to the people of this house, and you do it with such grace and you make it look easy. And what that communicates to my kids, and I want my daughter Everly to see that a woman of God can do anything limitless, unbounded, that there is nothing that a woman of God cannot do. And so I wanna honor again, the mamas of this house for living a life bigger than your kids. Of course, being attentive to their needs, to, to shepherding them, that, that's your, your first ministry. Your first ministry is to your home, but living a life wider than that, bigger than that, deeper than that. And Mary lived it out. We actually don't, that's the very last mention of Mary in the entire Bible. We never hear about her ever again. We do know that on the cross as Jesus was dying, he charged the apostle John with taking care of her. And so we have no idea how much longer she lived. It could have been a couple years, could have been 30 years, but we can only assume from what we read in Acts chapter one that she spent the rest of her days building the church, committed to the vision that her son had cast Jesus ministering, filled with the Holy Ghost, praying, casting out devils, living a life in power. That was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can we stand to our feet? I wanna just take a second and pray for all the moms of this house before we go and you guys are celebrated. Husbands, listen to your pastor. If you have nothing planned today, you better be thinking right now, right now. Do something for your mom, 
do something for your wife, okay? Let's celebrate the moms of this house. Make sure that they feel noticed, honored, loved, cherished. I wanna do something, I don't wanna put anybody on the spot, but I wanna actually take a second. And um, again, I'm not doing this to embarrass anybody, but if you're a single mom, would you just lift your hand up if you feel comfortable? I wanna just, we wanna pray for you specifically. And I do actually want, um, want our church family to look around. I want you to, to notice these single moms. And we have a responsibility to look after them, to care for them, to make sure that their sons, their daughters have father figures in this house. So why don't we stretch our hands out to any lady who has her hand lifted right now. God, we thank you for these beautiful women. God, we thank you for the strength that they have to not just be a mom, but have to wear the shoes of dad from time to time. And God, we declare, we commit right now as a church family that we will step in, that we will provide the father figures. We will provide the uncles. We will provide the abuelos. God, we will provide the, the model of masculinity that, that their children need to see. Right now, we just declare that every single mom in this house can drop the pack, can feel at ease, can begin to trust that this house, they're going to see their kids taken care of. They're going to see their kids provided for. God, we pray a fresh measure of grace over them, of strength over them. We thank you for them in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody say amen? Can we just honor and applaud all the single moms in this house? You guys are so amazing. And lastly, I just want to pray a blessing over every mom. So if you're a mom in this house, we just lift your hand up. And if you're around one of these ladies, can we just put a hand on their shoulder and let's just pray right now over all the moms of this house. God, we thank you for every mother in Awaken Church. God, we thank you right now for, um, God, the strength that you give them, for the, the job that you have for them. That is the most important job there is, ensuring that there is a godly generation that's coming after us. God, we thank you for the, 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 the strength it takes for the, the sleepless nights and, and, um, and, and all of the responsibility of, of shepherding and, and, and growing these, these children, God, in this house. And God, we declare right now that they would feel uh, loved, that they would feel recognized, they would feel seen, they would feel honored. God, right now, I pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding would descend on every mom in awakened church. God, we thank you for them. God, I pray um, every, every wayward child that, that, that moms have been believing for, laboring for in prayer would come back to the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. We declare restoration coming in families in Jesus' name. I declare even right now under the sound of my voice, sons and daughters are gonna call their mothers today on this Mother's Day. They're gonna say they're sorry. You're gonna tell your mom that you love them. There's gonna be reconciliation in families. God, we thank you for the moms of this house. We pray blessing over them in Jesus' mighty name. Can we say amen and honor the moms of Awakened Church. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.